Hello, hello. You guys, this is going to be a quick podcast that I'm going to hurry and do while my kids are downstairs until they come upstairs and bang on my door, okay? Um, I want you to know that this is episode like number five or six, and eventually I'm going to get that really awesome jingle with my name and introducing Brittany Bischoff as a life coach for teens and tweens and parents of teens and tweens, and you can join this podcast. You can listen to help your anxious teens and to really just help your teens in general. That's kind of, you know, I got to perfect that. But that is what we're here for every single week. I will be in here giving you, I don't like to say tips and tricks, but really the best strategies, the best way to have the best mindset to help yourself as you're raising teens and to help your kids with the things that they're struggling with whether it's anxiety or depression or with friends or with siblings, that's a big one, Um, or with school, that's a big one too. All of those things are going to be talked about in this podcast. But today, what I want to talk about is parents who are overwhelmed, who are doing the best that they can, who are trying new things, implementing new things, and it feels like nothing is working. It's like, I've tried this that didn't work. I tried this. That didn't work. And what I want to offer here real quick, you guys, is this question. What if it actually was working? So here is my quick story about that. Um, I took my family, my husband, my cat, my four kids on. We all together loaded up our RV and we traveled the country for about a year. We basically covered like the whole entire outer United States. So we went from, where did we go? We went to like Yellowstone and Glacier, and then we came down to South Dakota, went up to the UP and Upper Peninsula of Michigan. We went to, this is just kind of fun to know, we went to Niagara Falls. We went to New York City. That was so much fun. Um, Then made our way, we, we spent um, Halloween in Salem. That was not as fun as you would think, but it was still kind of cool. Then we went up to Maine and came down to Pennsylvania, Gettysburg. Where else did we go? And then we kind of hustled down to Florida because it was starting to get pretty cold um, and spent about a month in Florida. And then we made our way back to Utah. Um, and so that took a whoa, that took a good six or seven months. And before that, um, we took a couple of months to spend in Arizona. Where else did we go? It was basically like Arizona and Colorado, which was really, really fun. So much to see there. And Utah, right? So the purpose of the story is while we were traveling, my kids, while we did have a lot of fun moments, at the end of the day, of course, they were tired and hungry. But I heard a lot of the time, oh, why do, you, why do we have to live in a trailer? <laughs> That made me feel like a good mom, right? Why do we have to live in a trailer? We miss our friends. We miss our house. Every time time we make friends on the road, because we did make a lot of friends. There were a lot of people traveling with young kids. Um, Every time they made friends, the friends would have to leave or we would have to leave. And so they always had to start over. And so there was a lot of complaining and especially towards the end of the trip where we basically flew home as fast as we could in the RV from Florida to Utah. That was really fun. (laughs) That was a lot of driving. There was a lot of complaining. And the complaining kind of in my mind at the end of the day, right? I'm tired too. But at the end of the day, it kind of just took 
over my entire brain and I forgot about all the good times. I forgot about all the fun and all the laughs and all the places we went. And my brain told me this isn't working, right? Like you made a huge mistake taking your kids on the road. All they're going to remember is the bad times. All they're going to remember is that their mom took them away from their home and their friends and it was awful and horrible, right? So that's what my brain was offering up to me a lot of the time, especially towards the end. <laughs> I've got kids in the background. Um, however, when we came home, um, it was just a day or so after we came home that my daughter had, was talking to the neighbor and my neighbor came over to me and was like, oh my gosh, how was your trip? It sounds so awesome. Your daughter was saying how much she loved it and was bragging about all the places you guys got to see. She was like, that sounds like such a dream. We would love to do that. It's so awesome that you guys got to do that and that your kids got to do that. And I was just kind of dumbfounded because I didn't ever hear those things from my daughter. She never told me that she liked it. She never bragged to me about the things that we did on our road trip. And so... Okay, so as I predicted, they did come and bang on the door. <laughs> I had to go get them a phone um, just so I could finish my train of thought. So what I was saying is that I never knew that my daughter felt this way, that she was excited about this, that she really had a lot of fun, that she was telling people all about it. <laughs> According to me and what I knew, she was miserable, right? Especially towards the end. And she actually did love it. Like, she did. But... Um, here's why I'm telling this story is because my brain wanted to tell me that it wasn't working, that I was doing something wrong, that this was not serving my kids, that this was a mistake. And what I want to offer to you is I want you to think about the things that you are doing for your kids. And if you can, I would love to offer this thought. It is working, right? What if it was actually working? What if you just didn't get to see the fruits of your labor, right? What if you didn't get to see it right away? What if you didn't get to see it in five years? What if you didn't get to see it in 10 years? Would it still be worth doing? And so um, some of us are going to be the last people to know that it's working. So our kids are going to go to school. Our kids are going to go hang out with their friends. And what we're implementing in the home is going to be working outside of the home. I like to imagine it's just kind of like a bunch of like finger trails, right? I'm, I'm putting my arms out and it's just a bunch of trails and in every setting that they go to, they get to show the world that, that what's work, what's happening in the home is actually working. And what I like to say to parents is, take this for what you will, is we are the safe space for our kids. We are the safe space. The home is a safe space for our kids to feel. And oftentimes that is really miserable for us. That is not fun for our kids to be feeling because that means fighting, that means yelling, that means not going to school, like not doing the things that we asked, right? Um, but we get to be that safe space. And so even though you're not seeing it at home does not mean that it's not working. Even though you're not hearing about it or teachers are not telling you or friends are not telling you, it doesn't mean it's not working. So um, when you are teaching your kids, when you are um, implementing new things in the home, you get to decide, if you want to, that this is going to work. 
that this is working. And you get to tell yourself, I am running a marathon, like a 10, 18 year long marathon. I get to walk sometimes and maybe quit for a second, but I am running this marathon. And even though it doesn't look like it's working, even though it doesn't look like it's panning out the way that I wanted it to, I get to trust that it is. And I also get to trust myself that I'm going to make changes for my family and implement new things when we're ready for it, right? Or when we need to. And so along the way, you're trusting yourself that you don't have to just try something forever. And and if it's clearly like, I don't like to say this, but if it's clearly not working, you're making things worse, then we try a new thing. But if you're really in belief that um, speaking kindly, that encouraging, that um, not yelling, those types of things, if you're really in belief that for me, right, like getting your kids a life coach or putting your kids in therapy or um, or some of the things that you've learned in courses for parenting, if you really believe that those things are the things you should be doing, We often, our brain really wants to see the result for us to be able to believe that it's working. But what I want to offer here is that you get to believe that it's working even without that result. It's kind of like, um, oh my gosh, I do not bake, but it's kind of like a dish, right? That takes really long time. Like maybe it needs to marinate all night long. It's like that. We're putting ourselves in a place where we are letting our families marinate in this idea, in this process. And we're going to let ourselves be in that until um, until we see a result, right? But we're not just going to like try the soup or whatever it is two minutes after we put it in the pot and be like, oh, it's not working. <laughs> Let's turn off the heat. Let's throw it all in the garbage. It's not working. I'm going to be like, oh, now this recipe says it needs to be in there for 24 hours. I don't know. if this, Is there a recipe out there like that? You guys, I really don't cook, but I did hear this analogy one time. So I'm sharing it with you. No, you're going to be like, let's, no, of course it's not working because it's only been two minutes and it's not even lukewarm. It's still cold. So we're going to let it marinate. And even two hours later, you're going to be like, oh, why isn't this working? Why isn't this taste the way it should? It's not supposed to taste the way it should. It takes 24 hours like it says in the recipe. So we have to wait that 24 hours to be able to have it taste the way that it's supposed to. And that's the same thing with the teachings and the things that you're – the way that you're parenting, right, with your kids. So think on that for me – for not for me, but for yourselves – and see how it changes things for you because we put so much pressure on ourselves as parents to get it right, to parent the right way, to be the best mom we can, to do the right thing. And what if you already are doing the right thing? But it's just not, you're not getting the result that you want. So what you get to tell yourself is, yeah, I'm not getting the result I want and that's okay because I'm not supposed to, it's, it's two minutes into the soup, <laughs> right? It's only been five years. It's only been two months. My teen's only been a teenager for five months, right? She's a teen with an underdeveloped brain. She's not even an adult yet. Her brain is not even fully developed yet. So yeah, it's going to take some time. And are you going to beat yourself up about it? Are you going to keep trying new things and new things and new things and deciding it's not working? 
Or are you going to give yourself a little bit of grace, give your kids a little bit of, imagine if you were the kid, right? And your parents are like trying all these new things and like parenting in all different ways and, and like nothing's really consistent. Imagine being the kid on the receiving end of that. That's really confusing, right? And it's also not teaching them, like they're not able to see that behavior because it's not being so consistent, um, if that makes sense. Let me, let me think about how I want to say that. So when you're trying to model behavior for them in how to deal with anger, then, and, and you're changing that approach every month and how to deal with their anger. And you're like putting consequences here, but you're disciplining here, but you're punishing here in all different ways. Then your teen is not able to learn how to cope with their anger because they're seeing so many different things from you. So if you can be consistent, if you can play the long game, play the marathon, I'm not saying it's going to be easy. I'm not saying you're going to be able to be patient. Of course, there will be blow ups. Of course, there will be difficult times. And in my case, maybe some swear words. But in the end, I can come back to, oh, right. Yeah, I made it. I made a mistake. I'm human. I didn't react the way that I would have liked to as a parent. I can always come back. I can always do it the way that I actually wish I would have done it the first time if I want to, I can always model the behavior of making that mistake and coming back and doing it the way that I wanted to do it. Um, so that is the long game, you guys. That is giving yourself grace along the way. That is modeling a good good behavior, good, um, what's the word, emotional management tools for your kids. That is being consistent, all the things, right, in how you want to parent Whatever it is that you've chosen to do, nothing is right, nothing is wrong unless you're, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, I imagine you're doing things, you're being a fairly good parent and there's nothing sketchy going on. But just ask yourself, what if it was working? That question is going to be really helpful to you along the way. I I want to hurry and share real quick. There, um, I've had clients, right, who are, who I have not coached the teens, but I have coached the parents. And the parents are often like, it's it's not working. My teen is still making bad choices. She is still not doing things that I want her to do or things that she knows she should do. She's still making these bad choices. And my question to that is, how is that working? How is that still working? How could that be working for her? How could that be serving her? Because our brain wants to be like, it's not working because we're not getting the intended result. We're not getting a kid who makes good decisions all the time. We're not getting a kid who makes decisions even most of the time. So your brain wants to automatically be like, ding, 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 not working. So the question here is, and I've said it so many times throughout this podcast, but how is it actually working? I promise you that will be a question that is so helpful to you and your child rather than, this isn't working. Why isn't this working? What do we need to do different? And asking yourself that every single time that you see behaviors that you don't like from your kids. All right, you guys. Um, let me just tell you, this year is exciting. This year, my coaching is going to be looking so different than it was last year. The last couple of years, because this is kind of how I was taught when I became a life coach and they told me how to run my business is to have one offer, a really high ticket offer, right? So a lot of my coaching, my one-on-one coaching will still look like this, where we meet for three months every single week. 
either by a phone call or by Zoom, and that's higher priced. For kids right now, it's $1,500. For adults, it's $2,000. And I split that up into monthly payments. So that's what I offered. Like ever since that, since I became a life coach, that is what I chose to only offer. <laughs> I don't want to do that anymore. I'm like, this is my business. Who cares what I was told to do? I really want to make these tools and these strategies available to everyone, to as many people as possible, as many people who are looking for help for their teens, who are looking for help in how to parent a teen. I'm here for it. So what you're going to be seeing from me, especially if you're in my free Facebook group, which is called Helping Anxious Teens, if you are in that group and on my email list, then you will see all of the new things that I'll be adding this year. So one thing that I'm looking at doing in the next week or so is a class on how to get along better with your siblings. <laughs> That's a huge one. We're going to be doing that class. And then I'm just going to be rolling out free classes, paid classes, different types of coaching, whether it's in Voxer or on Zoom, or if you want to be part of um, a mastermind, or if you want to be part of group coaching, that is going to be available to you. So just stay tuned, right? Just stay tuned. If you are interested in getting involved right now um, and getting started with your teen or with yourself or you guys, let me, this is my ADHD brain, ADHD brain going off again, but I might be very, very soon only switching to it's got to be both. It's got to be you and your kid. If you're going to be putting your kid through coaching, you're also going to be putting yourself through coaching because I'm such a believer that both people have to be involved. When I see kids who are the only ones getting the coaching, I love that for them. And I also want parents to know how to help your kids when I'm not with your kids, right? So if we can get both people involved, you might be seeing that that's the only way I'm working with people. As of now, that's not the case, but We'll see what happens in the future. And I lost my train of thought. Okay, so if you are interested in working with me right now, I've got one-on-one -on -one coaching available. We meet for three months. It's three months you're in here or your teen is in here and we are getting to work on some of your specific issues and figuring out solutions and making things easier and helping your teen figure out their emotions and helping you figure out your emotions as you're raising your teen so everyone in the home can just feel better um, and know how to manage emotions. There's also my group coaching program for kids right now. If you are, what I'm going to do is I'm in the show notes, I'm just going to put the links to both of those, um, a link to my Calendly so you can schedule a call with me to sign up for one-on-one -on -one coaching, and then also a link to my group coaching that is based on a month-to-month -month payment. It's like a membership that you can join whenever you want, you can leave whenever you want. Um, yeah, those are the two things that I'm offering right now, and I'll also put a link to my free Facebook group. So while this podcast is going to keep going and rolling out awesome information, if you're like, I just want to get started, like I'm, I'm ready to make things better, I'm ready to have things be better. For me, I'm ready to have my teens start to feel better. Then go to the show notes, click on one of the links, whatever sounds good to you, and we can get started right away. Or you can find me on Facebook or Instagram and you can message me about those things. All right, you guys.
so good to talk to you. And well, I'm the one talking to you in my podcast. It's so interesting because usually I'm having a class, but it is so good to talk to you. We will see you next week.